welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us once again for the final show of 2020. Put a boot on it. Put a boot yeah. on it. <laughs> Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. It, it's funny, you guys. At the beginning of this year, we were we had dubbed this year Twanu Twanu. Oh God! And we Tw- felt so optimistic. <laughs> and then, as anyone anyone alive knows, things took a turn. We kind of just let Twanu Twanu kind of fall just... to the wayside. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you gotta know when to fold them, right? <laughs> Do. We <laughs> really, really do. <laughs> and uh, but we but we made it through to the final episode of the year, and uh, we're going out. It's it's a two for this month. We're going out with the to date final System of a Down album, Hypnotize. We're gonna talk all about this record. Get all into it. But before we do, it's time for the final. Who's tweeting of 2020? Who's tweeting? Who is? More importantly, it's the end of the year, which means we've got to ask, who's listing? Who's listing? My, my, my. Who is listing, Lauren? Over on Reddit, on the r slash new metal page, they asked everybody on the page to weigh in on the 50 essential new metal albums. Whoa. Of all time. Essential. Gotta have them. Dare I say a canon of sorts. You might say. You might say that, Matt. So the readers at our New Metal rolled in. They dropped the top 50. Not going to read the whole top 50, but I'll hit you with a couple. So number 50, Snot. Get some. Okay. There are shockingly two Mushroom Head albums on this list at 47 and 46. They are XIII and XX. <laughs> Rolling down the list, you got Incubus Science, Primer 55, Chamber Music by Cold Chamber, Obsolete by Fear Factory. Surprisingly, Stain Break the Cycle, jumping in there. But that let's let's hop on down to where the, the real action's going on, which is that top ten. Top ten. Go. Top ten, here you go. These are essential according to R slash new metal on Reddit. Number ten, Limbiscuit, three dollar bill y'all. Okay. Number nine, Limbiscuit, Chocolate Starfish. Sure. No, number eight, Limbiscuit, significant other. Whoa. Ten nine eight. Ten nine eight. LB, LB, LB. Number seven, Toxicity, System of a Down. Number six, Mudvayne, LD50. Number five, Corn, Follow the Leader. You guys can't see this at home, but Matt is biting his fingernails with anticipation right now. Number four, Deftones, Around the Fur. Here's the twist. Number three, Corn by Corn. Oh, you know they heard about that. Number two, Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park. <laughs> Whoa, 
that's an insane choice. Number one, Slipknot by Slipknot. Wow. Matt, you are going through it, my friend. It does go with our feelings on Corn Corn, self-titled. That it isn't a foregone conclusion of being number one anymore. I'm going to put this out there right now. But Slipknot, Slipknot, and Hybrid Theory? Here's the thing, Matt. This year is 20 years of Hybrid Theory. People went back. They listened to that record. Also, they saw all the things that you could get in the Hybrid Theory 20th anniversary box set. This is no bullshit. That box is amazing. Perfectly priced. Good amount of stuff in there caring about their fans oversized poster that's all i'm gonna say it's a fucking oversized poster it's too big it's too big and there it is so i think that's part of it and also i'm just gonna put it out there we've been doing this show for a while we've been chipping away with these (laughs) ideas that we've been throwing out there then maybe when people are doing the voting on this list they went well, do I want to rank it that high? I don't know. I'm just saying. Mm. I'm just saying. The bump goes both ways. It does. <laughs> you can get bumped up or bumped down. <laughs> um, I mean, we we should note it is still number three, and it is still the highest ranked corn record on the list. So that is, you know, still something. And uh, I will. I did note going through this list of fifty albums that, from what I could tell, there is only two albums on this list that we have not done on the show otherwise every single other album on this list we have done on the show dare you call them out i do dare to call them out one of them is breaking benjamin and their 2004 album we are not alone that was one that that was on that was number 45 and then the other record was unloco healing from 2001 so those are the otherwise I everything else. I feel like we've done an Unloco episode. Matt, I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm not saying 100%. I'm saying I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we haven't done Unloco. Jenny, I know you're the last person to ask on this, but. Oh, <laughs> when you said Breaking Benjamin, I was like, we didn't do that. Same thing with Unloco. <laughs> well, we had a lot of Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, comments when we did another artist of whom I can't remember. Any. Oh, oh no, boy. not at all, not at all. Have uh, kids, bye bye, brain. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I'm, um, but I'm pretty sure we haven't done on Loco. I will investigate this later, but I'm pretty sure. And let us know in the comments. They'll be like, you guys, you forgot it's episode 172 or something. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we haven't done on Loco. It just doesn't seem like one we did anyway so that's the hot list there but i know it's the end of the year and everybody everybody's listing everybody's listing and uh last year everyone wanted to know or at least one person wrote in and asked what our top albums list was collectively or individually and so we all made little lists and jenny we can start with you 2020 quite a year for music what were your top tunes 
So I, when you asked about making this list, I realized that I really didn't listen to that much new stuff this year. Uh, but I will tell you, and this is not in order of how good it is. This is just in order of how I remembered either that I listened to it enough that I was like, for sure. Or I went back and looked and I was like, oh yeah, that did come out this year. So we've got RTJ4, Run the Jewels, listen to that a lot. Really liked it. Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Got a lot of rotation over here. Deftones, Ohms, of course. A band that I never know if I'm saying correctly. Waxahachie. Uh, St. Cloud, that was good. Uh, Carcass had an EP that came out that I forgot about, but I did like, called Despicable. And I went a little nuts here because one of the things that's really been keeping me afloat, keeping me bopping along are some podcasts that I enjoy, that I listen to, and I feel so excited when I see them in my list. So I'm just going to name those here too. <laughs> it's just three. One of them is Bitch Sesh, which is a Bravo show, Real Housewives show breakdown uh, with Danielle Schneider. And um, why the fuck can't I remember the other host's name? I'm so sorry. Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson. Oh, yeah, she's lady. Great, yeah. yeah, they have a lot of great guests and it's just really funny. And I'm a big Bravo person. Uh, the other two are kind of related. There's a podcast called You're Wrong About and also a podcast called Maintenance Phase. Both of those are co-hosted by Michael Hobbs. Um, Maintenance Phase is also uh, co-hosted by Aubrey Gordon. They talk about like weird weight loss crazes, weight loss industry, things like that. They had a whole episode where they talked about like Snackwell cookies and Alestra it's just super interesting. They have one where they talk about the presidential fitness test, where you find out that climbing the rope wasn't even a fucking part of it. It's not like mandated. That really scarred what? me. What? I was like, I will listen to this podcast every episode forever just for that piece of information. Um, You're Wrong About is also uh, co-hosted by a woman named Sarah, Sarah Marshall, who is really funny. And it goes back into history and pop culture and kind of revisits things that we may misremember but it's they're really interesting and they're really funny and uh if you've got room for podcasts that honestly aren't that much shorter than ours um <laughs> they're a good time so that's my list for this year of things i listen to a lot nice uh, list nice list matt we'll go to you so I ended up listening to quite a bit of new music, which was really nice, but kind of fell on some familiar faces to pull me through the year. I liked the new Fiona Apple. I ended up buying the new Fiona Apple, but it is a challenging listen. I would say that it didn't uh, hit my uh, the rotation as heavy as I thought it might have, as our early al earlier albums definitely have. Um, some of my favorites this year, uh, I like the Phoebe Bridgers. I think it is produced terribly, and it sounds like she recorded everything in a closet. Um, it just doesn't like sound great, and I think the songs are interesting. This is like my number five, too, and I really like the album. But These are like, the albums Matt likes. These are the ones I liked. <laughs> Watch out for the ones he doesn't like. <laughs> I won't even talk about them. 
But like, no, I, I just I think people have really gone crazy for her this year, and and it's deserved and correct. And at the same time, I still have some problems with how that album was recorded, and kind of like her songcraft is very unique. And uh, sometimes I like it, and sometimes I don't. Uh, Krongbin's Mordecai, I really got into Krongbin this year. And I got into Touche Amore. I think Lament is wonderful. Produced by the angel himself, Ross Robinson. Yes. My daughter loves the Lemon Twigs, so I listened to a lot of Lemon Twigs this year. Um, Their new album is for general purposes or for the songs for the general public there it is found it found it in my brain and i really really love the new idols record uh ultramano so that's kind of what i was listening to this year and then uh because i bought i have a turntable uh i am now liking jazz more Uh, i have never listened to as much jazz as i have this year and not turned it off who's my favorite bill evans baby i love that piano sound there you go. All right. Uh, so I uh, I was making a list, and um, I don't want to blow any minds, but I got a top 20 here. And Whoa. I would just, I would just skibbity-doo-dah through it for you with a couple notes. So I'll do 20 to 20 to, to 1. So uh, Haim. Mu- very good. Wi- yep, Women in Music Part 3. Never been a Haim fan before this year. Me neither. I, I was famously – Travis Pelto, good friend, friend of the show. When I sent my list up, he messaged me and he said, you putting Haim on your list is the feel-good story of 2020. <laughs> because I have been sending him some snarky texts about Haim for years, years and years, because I was just like, what's the deal here? But they, I finally got it. This is the record they came around on. The band Nothing, their album The Great Dismal, fucking Brad Hicks put me onto this band. And he was right. Brad Brad, Computer drums Hicks? Brad Hicks himself messaged me about this band, and he was he was right. They are legit. It was great. Suicide Silence, Become the Hunter. Suicide Silence are back, you guys. This record rips. It's not new metal. It's uh but it's uh it's a good time. They're back. I think if COVID hadn't hit, they probably would have really had a comeback this year. Um, but the record is good. Uh, Loathe, I let it in and it took everything. Um, it's great. Everyone's been telling us to listen to it and they were right. It's excellent. Charlie XCX, How I'm Feeling Now. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's on my list too. Sorry. There it is. There it is. Uh, Greg Dooley, Random Desire. If you love the Afghan wigs, but you want to hear Greg sing <laughs> fucking beautiful, you got to get the solo record. It's I got to tell you, Lauren, I tried with this record. You couldn't do it. <laughs> I was Greg Dunley. Was Whoa! Greg Dooley. <laughs> oh, you were Greg Dunley. <laughs> Greg Dunley. <laughs> I stand by my terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th- well, there you go. It's divisive. Code Orange underneath. That record rips. It's new metal and every other type of metal all packed into one. It's incredible. Uh, Mastercraft, Black Gloves. That record is kind of blew my blew me away i couldn't believe how good it was uh ocean grove flip phone fantasy uh which a few people had recommended to us it's literally pop punk mixed with new metal and it's a party and it's it sounds like summer it sounds like summer that's what that record sounds like dua lipa future nostalgia 
I don't know how to say this one, but I've been listening to it a lot. A Bia Biapadubi? <laughs> I don't know. The We're record, gonna let it ride. I'm gonna let it ride. Just the play re- that card. The, the record's called Fake It Flowers. It sounds like um nineties all like Veruca Salt. It's fucking great. This is my top ten. Jesse Ware, uh wh- what's your pleasure? Poppy, I disagree. Local H, lifers. You know local H is gonna have to pop in my top ten. You just know it. Bring me the horizon, post human survival horror. Uh Fiona Apple, fetch the bolt cutters. Proto Martyr, Ultimate Success Today. Great record. That record is, you want to talk about incredible production, that record right there. That record is bananas good. Dogleg Melee. This could have been Dogleg's year. Dogleg. Talk about a band that was robbed of a year. Dogleg. They should have been. People should have been doing kickflips off the Dogleg stages all over the United States and the world. If you hear this record, it's amazing. Uh, number two, 1975, Notes on a Conditional Form. I listen to that record probably more than any record this year. And number one, Deftones, Ohms. There, there you go. go. There we go. So that's our our lists for the year. We've also got to talk a little bit about who's emailing. Who, who's emailing? I'll tell you who. It's Luke DeMoss with the subject, New Roadrider. Luke says, hey guys, I recently discovered your podcast and I'm having a blast starting at the beginning and working my way through listening to you guys. I feel like I'm hanging out with my old high school friends, showing each other the new CDs we just bought at the local used record shop. We had two where I grew up, school kids records and tapes in the record exchange. I love new metal and I don't think it gets the respect it deserves. So thank you guys for doing deep dives on this stuff. And I must say, 311 is my favorite band. And I absolutely love how much shit y'all talked about their self-titled album. I'm a diehard fan, but I know they aren't for everybody. And every point you made was spot on and I couldn't stop laughing. Again, I'm having a great time going through all the old episodes. Hopefully I'll be caught up soon. Keep up the great work, Luke. Thank you, Luke. I was truly heartened and slightly shocked that you made it through that 311 and said, you know what? I'm along for the I'm ride keep still. To you must be a truly golden soul. So thank you, Luke. <laughs> thank you, Luke. Um, you know what? We've got to talk about something, Matt, that you love. And that's when we got people up in those DMs. Slutting up in. We got a DM from one of the best people in the world. Shippy from Nullset. Hell yeah, Shippy. Shippy. Sh- is shippy. He, he's shippy. He's shippy. He's shippy. He's shippy. Shippy is shippy. And uh, he is uh, always sending us really great stuff in, in the DMs. And he said, I'm just going to leave this here. You may possibly recognize the main riff. This was put out in 1994. Boston band, Winky Face. And then he sent us a link to the band Stomp Box and their song No Woods from the album Stress. I got it queued up. All right, Matt. Let's fucking hear this thing. Oh shit. Ooh. Oh shit. Nineteen ninety two. Ninety four. Oh shit. Do they oh have, shit. Does Draymond have sticky fingies? 
That's pretty <laughs> fucking similar. It's it's very similar. I was blown away, but also I love it. And I looked up Stompbox. I listened to a few other tracks. These guys are real hot, and they're right in that cusp. They're very much in that. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're Papas, but it feels like they're getting the party started kind of band. But they didn't really have anything like this was it, and then it didn't really happen. And so maybe somebody was like, if you're not using this, if no one's using this, is anyone using this? This hot riff? Is it okay if I just nick it a little quick? Just take a little, do a little grab? (laughs) Because let me tell you, I read stuff all the time where they talk about some guys like, yeah, I just took, I took, you know, a bit of this riff and I recycled it or I added a touch to it or I did a little move to it, you know? And it seems like you could get away with that a little more in the eighties and nineties. But today, if you do that, that person gets a credit because I always think about there's a song on cold plays X and Y they wrote the whole song. And then they played it for their A&R. And he goes, oh, cool, New Order sample. And they were like, oh, shit. And so they had to credit New Order, who they weren't thinking of when they wrote the song. And the Strokes, on their most recent record, have to credit Billy Idol on, I think it's like the White Wedding riff. But there you go. But I thought that was pretty cool. What would you guys think? That's wild. Yeah. Thank you for the hot tip, Shippy. Now getting the truth out there. Indeed. Um, so we didn't just have one guy from a band sliding up into our DMs. Who else was sliding up into our DMs, Jenny? That would be one Wes Borland. What? That's right. Sweet Wes. He, we put up a post, his latest record said Wes is back baby and he said not a bad record right thanks thank you they give you just enough to keep you hanging on (laughs) yeah and uh we agree it's a good record the new Wes Borland solo record the astral hand I listened to it it's a good time I mean I don't know if he'd say that that's the best way to describe it as a good time but I had a good time listening to it it's very ambient and artsy it's what i expect at this point from a west borland solo anything that's under his own name uh matt did you get a chance to listen to the astral hand i listened to the first track i really enjoyed it i just have not listened to the rest of it yeah it's a, it's a good stuff Wes I've been, is... but i have been listening to the space zebra podcast oh that's well, right right thank you i'd forgotten yes so wes probably from listening to our show decided to start his own podcast i'm was sure it, that's was, it. i'm sure that's exactly what happened and uh it's called space zebra and it's wes and his friend whose name i do not remember off the top of my head but they've bobby. already got it. yes bobby and uh they already have had a number of notable guests and uh it's a good time and you get to hear wes every week and I don't think he's, I think he has ceded the microphone to his guests largely. I don't think he, I don't think you're going to get any 
Aaron Lewis smack talk necessarily on this. But oh, you know you'd be surprised. Oh, well, okay. It, it's it's worth the lesson. Listen, the first episode is just him and Bobby, and I will say this uh, as now a uh, f- f- a converted fan of Limp Biscuit, and I guess I've always been a fan, but a converted fan, and now as somebody who thought we were going to interview him at one point so we have done a ton of research on him he's he's engaged again for the fourth time and he's like this is the only person i've ever been with that my family was like where has she been so he seems to be in a very good place his perspective on almost everything has been wildly positive and very much in that sense of like i have been an idiot a lot of times in my life and didn't realize how much fun i was having doing certain things so it, it it's very cool like he's he's in a way different spot even than when like Toomey interviewed him well that's good that's you gotta cool. hope none of his exes are listening to that <laughs> well I mean, I, don't know I doubt do that, that they I, want I, anything to do with it. I mean, I'm just they, I I'm just saying how harsh it would feel to hear like, and then my family was like, "Where has she been?" And you're like, flashing back to all the Christmases you spent. Good for him. <laughs> just saying, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. But boy, uh, would that be tough to hear. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Well, I mean, I feel like, though, if, you, if you're if you going and listening to your ex's podcast, you're cruising for a bruising. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. That is, I will say that. That is very true. It's like I guess if you're not in a place with your ex where hearing something like that wouldn't make you just go, yeah, we were not right for each other then you're cruising for a bruising because i definitely have like exes where like if i heard their parents say that i feel like you are 100 percent right <laughs> it was not me <laughs> well all right well that's you know what that was west talk there we go uh and we got one more dm jenny nanya business says if i made make a rec a recommendation thousand foot crutches album set it off and welcome to the masquerade these boys also know how to craft hella powerful bridges and breakdowns so there are plenty of late song highlights i think that's the first time anyone has recommended thousand foot crutch i believe i don't know we've done so many episodes i don't know i've definitely heard of thousand foot crutch but i'm i'm not sure if it came from a recommendation or just being in the ether don't yeah. be offended if you suggested it before. Right. But also at the same time, I don't know a song. I don't know. Yeah. So be really know. offended. There you go. Be offended. All right. Well, thank be you as for offended everybody. as you like. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, who's sliding into those DMs. And uh, finally, we have to talk about a little bit of feedback on our Spawn episode. Spawn feedback. And uh, Brianna Wolf said, I thought Lauren was going to have the best story from the episode, but the guy who couldn't kiss his girlfriend really stole his thunder. <laughs> Listen, the guy who couldn't kiss his girlfriend, I mean, that's an all-timer. I mean, I, I, I lay down my sword and tip my hat. I mean, yes. I mean, incredible. 
nothing's tapping that guy. True, true. Daniel Hedger says, I have to admit I was an episode behind, but then this one dropped and I knew I couldn't wait. So I shotgunned the non-point in this one because Spawn soundtrack, baby, and it didn't disappoint. Matt's disgust for whom the bell tolls. My mom said doggy style is cool. Learn- learning he'll never get that free CD from the radio. Jenny's glow up in high school. All timer. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Chris Duff says, okay, Roach Coach, y'all had some hot takes on this record. Great app, but I will want to respectfully disagree with your takes on one, Henry Rollins. This track is amazing, but keep in mind I have been listening to Henry Rollins since 9293, so I may be biased. This track is very 90s Rollins, and that's my shit. Two, Atari Teenage Riot. Okay, here we go. I agree this is the best track on the record, but I strongly disagree with the takes on ATR as a whole here. Atari Teenage Riot was one of the best live shows I've ever seen, as well as Delete Yourself and Is This Hyper Real are fucking bangers of albums. Once again, this is bias as I love the whole cyberpunk movement. Lastly, I'm having fun here. I understand why people do not like these artists. Just because they're wrong doesn't mean you can have an opinion. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Once again, great app. Chris, listen. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And... Do I do I do I doubt that going to an Atari Teenage Riot concert might be a good time? I don't doubt that at all. But am I going to go to the merch tent afterwards? Probably not. I will say this though. Yes. Wear your earplugs because I guarantee that's going to be blasting. First show, last show. All right. Dan Musselman says, well, 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 happy birthday to me on my special day. You guys finally do the Spawn episode that I wished you guys to please do at the Corn and Zombie show. First Primer 55, now this. Thank you guys. I needed this. We all knew this day was coming and I'm so excited that it did today. Thank you. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. I get to listen to my favorite podcast, talk about my favorite soundtrack on my favorite day of the year. Love you guys. Uh, and this is my personal favorite emoji, which is the purple devil face. So thank you, Dan. And, you know, it's been months, but happy belated birthday. Indeed. Happy belated birthday. And really calling all the way back to when we met Dan at that corn white zombie show or Rob zombie show, I should say. And yeah, he was throwing Rex at us, primer and and everything. And yeah, here it is. We we'll get to it eventually. Years later, we'll get to those Rex. Proof positive. Finally, Alex said, "So I watched this recently with my girlfriend because of the podcast. And I got to say, I'm with Lauren when he says there was definitely something being set up with Wanda and Terry. There was definitely a look, and my GF said the same thing. It's also a very bad movie. We both died laughing during that hell scene. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, and your girlfriend. I knew. I Listen, a vibe's a vibe. And there's a vibe. Vibe wow. is a vibe. Vibe's I a vibe. I stand... I stand firm in my position on this, but I respect that you all have broken vibe meters. I I don't know what to say. (laughs) We have broken vibe meters. (laughs) Or maybe I do. I mean, someone's is off. I will say that. (laughs) Someone's needs to be calibrated. You cannot overstate the fact that that scene happens 
Al Simmons is betrayed by Jason Wynn, murdered, and sent to hell. When he comes back, Wanda and Terry are not only together, but they have a baby. And Terry does not give a shit about Al's dog. Okay, that part, sure. I'm glad. I'm excited for the fact that I'm going to be relitigating Spawn vibes with Jenny for apparently the rest of my life. Don't worry. I'll bring it up semi-annually. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, that's it for who's tweeting. Thank you, everyone who wrote in and said hello, slid into those DMs. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. I have an update, Lauren, oh, before Matt. you get to the... yes. Now, you might, you may have forgotten, but longtime Roach Riders and Indigo Angels will know that we once upon a time did this thing called the Juggalo Hundo. Yes! 100 reviews on iTunes, and we did ICP's The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. We then cavalierly said that if we received 200 reviews on iTunes, we would do the twisted two hundo. Hundo never dundo. Two hundo never dundo. It's time for an update. Oh. We sit before you at 179 reviews. Really? What? We are 21 <laughs> reviews away from the twisted two hundo. Two hundo? Sure. Twisted yeah. two hundo. Hundo never dundo. Wow. 21. Hey, that's not that's you not know very what many. year we're going into? <gasps> Whoa! Shit, Matt. 2021. <laughs> oh. oh. Let me tell you. Let's make it happen, you guys. Twisted to Hundo. Hundo never dundo. We do a twisted episode. What album? Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. I didn't. I haven't they'll, thought of it. They'll remind us. They'll tell us which one we need to do. Well, that's exciting. Oh, I did not know about that. That's oh my gosh, Jenny. How are you feeling about the the twisted two hundo? Maybe dundo. I'm ready. I have no fear. There it is. I mean, after this year, what? I mean, yeah. Yeah. All I really know about Twisted, other than their affiliation with Psychopathic Records and, and ICP, in my mind at least, is that they had a music video on the box in late 90s, early 2000s, where they were riding around on a planchette. So what am I walking away from? I'll walk to that. <laughs> that That's, sounds that great is, to me. That is your thing. That is <laughs> Riding around thing. on a planchette. I, right. I don't even have a car anymore. I just... Fucking cruise around my neighborhood on a giant Ouija planchette. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. All right. Well, that that's perfect. And uh, that, that does bring us now to the album of the week, the final album of 2020. And to date, System of a Down's final record, Hypnotize, Jenny... When did this album come out? This album was released on November 22nd, 2005. That's a come down record. 
Data Come Down record. This was, as we said, the final record for the band. Uh, this is, uh, yes, Jenny, we'll start with you. Any history with Hypnotize? Same history as Mesmerizing. This came out about six months later, I think. Yeah. But same exact scenario, working at the record store, was a dick about it. Tale as old as time on this yeah, podcast. Truly, truly, truly <laughs> you know, you know, you yes. know the deal. <laughs> Indeed. How about you, Lauren? Uh, so I picked this one up, but I think at this point it was more of an obligation pickup uh, because I don't recall, I didn't recall the singles, and I know when I picked it up, I think I just started my job at, I think I just started in radio. So I was doing part-time, like, midnight gigs at a radio station an hour away from my house. And so I would be getting CDs and then listening to them on the drive. And this record, and I know last week, Matt, we mentioned that you were listening to Mesmerize on your hour-long drives to Ann Arbor. And that record, I think, makes sense. This record was, I remember trying to listen to this on one of my drives, and I was just like, this ain't it. This ain't it. And... I, I don't think I gave this one really that many that many spins. I don't I think I think it was too much system for me in one year. So I don't think I, I, I it was thought it was bad, but it didn't really grab me in that way. So listening to it for the episode was was kind of a rediscovery. How about you, Matt? Dare I say I've never heard this album. Whoa. So you were hardlining mesmerize. Hypnotize Correct. drops and you're like, My body can't take it, I can't even go near it. Yeah, I guess I was just done. I was huge into uh, hypnotize and mesmerize, just skated on by, which kind of steal this steal this album did. So it's kind of my mo with System of a Town. Maybe it's a proximity thing because one System record, even if it's like thirty six minutes long, is a meal, and then if they drop another one, six months a year you're like i'm still digesting i'm still dealing with everything that happened on toxicity i'm still dealing with everything that happened to me on mesmerize uh this record was a big old success despite all that it went number one so they had two number ones in one year and it is a platinum as of december 13th 2005 so this thing went platinum in a couple weeks. Incredible. Wow. And it says citation needed, but it says that it has, since its release, sold 8 million copies worldwide. I believe it. I believe it. People love System. They love it. Uh, Review-wise, did pretty good. Four stars from The Guardian. Four and a half from All Music. Entertainment Weekly B+. Uh, Rolling Stone three and a half. Stylus magazine stepping out against the grain. Give it a C. USA Today three out of four. Sputnik Music four out of five. Pitchfork, who as you may recall, reviewed uh, Mesmerize and gave it a seven point one. Hypnotize they gave a seven point nine. They also I, I when I looked this up they reviewed both of these albums. Uh, together um, it was a dual review and they reviewed them about when a uh, hypnotize came out so they just dual reviewed them and uh yeah they, they they said they said hypnotize 
That was the hotter one for them. Uh, Jenny, who's in System of a Down? As ever, we got Serge on vocals and keyboards, Darren on vocals, guitars, some uncredited bass and some uncredited keyboards, Shavo on bass, and John on drums. We're on a first name basis with these guys that has a little or a lot to do with my confidence in pronouncing their last names on this day. <laughs> so, there it is. There it is. You decide. Uh, producer on this record, it's Rick Rubin and Darren. And an interesting twist, as uh, this record was recorded at the same time as Mesmerize. And if you recall from the Mesmerize episode, there was only one genre tag on Mesmerize, and it was new metal. Here, though, we have some surprising genre tags. Jenny, what do we have? We've got heavy metal and hard rock. So not even a new metal tag. Not even a tag at all. All right. Well, I think it's time to dive into these songs. See what it was all about. Let's do it. First track on this record is called Attack. intense riff right on top right up top it's i'm gonna say it a real attack you see the song's called attack and then you hit play and that hits you it's called truth and advertising as you might say matt asked and answered is this asked an atta- answer is this an attack yes 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 it, yes it is you've been attacked and I thought this was a hot, hot open. I don't I don't think I could not think this is a hot open. Uh, and uh, I thought it was pretty great. I thought it was pretty great. Jenny, what would you think of this one? I also really enjoyed it. I thought it was very hot open. Love that riff. Jeez, the album just doesn't waste a second getting started. It does not. And Matt, how did you feel? I feel like I fucked up. <laughs> Should have been listening to Hypnotize. Listen, we all come to these things in our own time. And it is funny to me, listening to this, I was like, you you couldn't handle this, 2005, Lauren? You couldn't handle this? What was going on? Was Too, going soft. on? Too, Too soft. Too soft. I will, I will have to dig in as we go through. I'll have to pull it up and just see what was my, what was my top albums 
of 2005 list. It's probably pretty embarrassing. So we'll have to see. Um, lyrically, I wrote in my notes, System knew. They predicted it all. Talking about the attacks on ourselves due to pesticides, but also the attack on ourselves from propaganda and how it will ultimately destroy us. And then I crack a window and look out into the world and go, system was right. And then I shut the window really quick because I don't want anybody to know where I am. So yeah, they really did it. And uh, songmeanings.com has 53 comments. None of them are funny as you might imagine. <laughs> uh, but there was one I thought was good. It was from I'm the Man in the Box, who said, this is quite possibly one of the best first songs on an album I've ever heard. And uh, anyone who's seen the movie High Fidelity remembers that that is a record store debate. Best track one, side one songs. Jenny, best track one, side one song. Go. Off top oh, of best well i don't know i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i can do this matt you go i have to think about this um sure uh best track one side one uh joy division unknown pleasures disorder there you go there you go there you go tells you everything you fucking need to know about the band yeah that's a good point um the easy answer for me, is I think even one that they say in the movie, which is smells like, like Teen spirit. spirit. I mean, it's that's up there. But I'd say sleeper option, Stink Fist by Tool. Andrew WK, um, uh, party hard. <laughs> oh, it's time to party. It's time to party. Party hard is track two. That's correct. It's time to party. <laughs> Mission statement. Uh, ooh, uh, Daft Punk, one more time. That's another one. That's another one. Jenny, mm. we've killed time to come back I, to you. Honestly, the the one that was in my head and the only one that I can think of right now is Run the Jewels on Run the Jewels' first record. Mm, I feel one. like that was the last time I remember hearing the first song on an album and going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Debate closed. That's it. That's, that's it. John oh. Pride, a, a, a legal smile <laughs> off of John Pride. Oh man, I know. I'm. A, we're gonna stop recording. And Leonard I'm, Cohen <laughs> for the next. Yeah, for the next week, all I'm gonna be like, like, God damn it, this one. God damn it, this one. But no, 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 no. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got dreaming. <laughs>
that's one heck of a dream. I'm gonna say that right there. <laughs> 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 oh man, that is that is wild and intense. Jenny, we'll start with you. Thoughts on dreaming? Um, I mean, continued the intensity of attack. I liked it. This definitely felt like we were getting a little bit more like in the pocket system. It was just like kind of classic system to me. You know, like we were saying last time, they're kind of like a genre unto themselves. And I felt like this was just a a very clear example of that. Yeah, I agree with that. It has it has this sound that uh, I was definitely defining on this record as like an orderly chaos. Like it sounds insane, but you can see the method to the madness in a way that, say, another band, it might just sound disorderly. But here it's like you, you can feel like I'm in good hands. They're not going to let this fall off the rails. We're, we, we're in the hands of professionals. These guys? Legends. These guys? Legends. These guys, legends. And, uh, you know, they have that stomp in the sound into a chorus that really reminds me of a waltz, but it's still also classic system, as you said, Jenny. And uh, the lyric I wrote down is, we're the prophetic generation of bottled water causing poor populations to die. And I was like, that's... Serge just did an entire generational got him. So... There you have it. Matt, thoughts on dreaming? I I I think I fucked up, guys. <laughs> oh, Matt. Mm. Wasn't it? This is great. This is system. Like I I will say he, this being the second song in, I don't f- think I was in this headspace anymore. It's system. Mm-hmm. It's them doing what they're doing. Right. But it was like, maybe I just didn't want something this intense at that moment. I think that that's the same thing. I was like, why is this not, why was I resistant? And I think I was the same way. I was not in the headspace for something this intense. This, let's be honest, maybe I wasn't in the headspace for something this real. Could be. Maybe the game was playing me. You know, sometimes you look in a mirror and you see yourself and you go, can I get a new mirror? And it's like, that's not how it works, bro. That's not how it works. I mean, to be fair, at this time, we're like in, we're steeped in these wars that are kind of going nowhere that like you hear about constantly, but to the point where it's almost like nothing because it's just been going on so long you're starting to see more of the effects of like sneaky ass laws that were like brought to be after 9-11. Like it was an exhausting time. And it was that kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it feels so weird to reflect on a time like that and think of how it felt after this year. But like, I do remember that time feeling like, it was just sort of exhausting. We're still in the Bush era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Very true. So maybe you were like, I don't want it. I want to listen to Matt Pond PA. That's it. Ooh, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, you know what? I don't think that was ever me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, baby. There it that's is. Fair. All right. It was, it was me too. Yeah. Um, 
songminis.com uh it's just no fun it's no fun when system is involved <laughs> no joy you'll learn a lot i mean yeah you're gonna yeah you're gonna you know if you want a doctoral doctoral thesis topic Listen, maybe songmeetings.com is where you should go there's a comment it's the top upvoted comment with seven upvotes it's from the commenter shattered 1113 it is a novel and it starts with a hum let's begin oh, <laughs> oh god and i saw that and i said let's not let's not no 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 thank you no thank you so yeah, the whole thing is, and there's just a ton of debate on whether or not the bottled water of this song is literal or metaphorical. And I was like, is this a forest for the trees situation? Like, that's what we're latching on to? Yeah. So I just had to get out of there. Hey, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I get it. Yeah. You just got it. You got it. Once again, I had to look out for me. And that meant getting out of that comment section as quickly as I came into it. You know what? If there's a skill that hopefully most of us have really honed this year, it's getting out of there when it's time. (laughs) There's a point at which you're not helping anybody. Get the fuck out. (laughs) All right. Up next, we've got Kill Rock and Roll. I feel like the biggest asshole. Matt, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, are you hearing this now as opposed to say your deathbed? Think the regret you would feel then. You're there. They're telling you it's any any moment now. It's going to be all over for you. And then somebody walks in and goes, Matt, did you ever listen to the System of a Down album from 2005? Not not mesmerized but hypnotized. This record rips, and then they trip over your life life support machine, and that's it. That'd be a much worse way to find out that you blew it. Well, you want to know what isn't here? Here's something to brighten. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it gonna help? No, it won't help. But apparently, this song is about Darren running over somebody's pet rabbit. Oh. At least you didn't do that, Matt. You run That's over true. anybody's pet rabbit recently? No. Or a long time ago? Like ever? Has anybody ever? I don't know. Think I I, uh, so true story. Oh, I, no. I, uh, this, is, this, is, this is something that happened a couple, I don't know when did this happen. 
I uh, I ran over a cat, and it still haunts me to this day. I thought there was going to be more. (laughs) I mean, I had to clean it up afterwards, so that made it awful too. Yeah, it was a stray. So being able to take that and channel it into a fun, upbeat rock song, it's good. It's a very sad thing that happened to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm fine, but it is. It was still very awful when it happened. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. When I when I when I was reading the origin of the story, I was like, oh. And then that all kind of it kind of f- floods back on you. You know, the whole experience of it, and then you forget about it for a while, and then it comes back again. But it lets me know. That I'm not a psychopath, even though apparently I eat my cheese sticks weird. So, okay, you brought this here. Okay, Matt said, "Oh, you're not talking about cheese sticks." When we were talking about this earlier, we should just say Lauren raised before we started recording that he was told that he eats cheese sticks like a psychopath, and I was like, "What could that possibly mean? Like, do you have crazed eyes? Are you going like, like, what are you doing?" And Matt thought he was talking about a fried cheese stick and realized that he was talking about string cheese, which Lauren doesn't call string cheese because he eats it like a candy bar. And it's called string cheese for a reason. You can do whatever you want. You can eat it however you want, but you're missed. Like when you pull the strings they like get like nice and melty in your mouth. It's true. It's like a whole experience. It's wonderful. I just want you to have that joy in your life. Oh, I mean, I used to eat string cheese that way, but I'm just I'm just busy now. I just got to <laughs> I just got to get these I just got to get them I just got to get through them. I got to get through them. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I my... I've got meeting. I've got meetings right now. <laughs> I do. I, I got meetings that got... I'm going to be running late for. If I don't eat the shit out of you this. You should just Jeez. get like a baby, like a little sack of baby bells then. And like, I guess you do have to like release those from their wax case, but might avoid people thinking that you're a psychopath. <laughs> I don't listen. I only work with a couple people in the office and, you know, generally they don't see me eat them, but. Now, now good to know that everybody listening to the show knows how I eat them. I will say, going back to this song, this song feels like just rock music. It doesn't feel like new metal. Calling it rock and roll seems, you know, like calling it kill rock and roll and making it about ostensibly on one aspect, the, the about, you know, accidentally running over a bunny, but also... It seems like a bit of like, oh, you think what we do is too extreme, is too metal. Here we are making basically a rock and roll song. And we're not killing anything. If anything, we are keeping it alive. So on that, I thought it was I thought I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good one. Jenny? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't as into it as I was into Attack or Dreaming, but this you could definitely feel Darren on this song, I will say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I didn't even I, I didn't even look at song meanings on that one. I, it's it's uh, 
it's 102 comments. So you just you just know it's trouble. You just know. All right. Up next, we've got the first single from this record, Hypnotize. title track there i will say this album feels less playful than mesmerize even with something like kill rock and roll which is kind of jokey it's still you know coming off of propaganda will kill you we're the generation of bottled water and now the first line of this song, why don't you ask the kids on T- in Tiananmen Square was fashion the reason why they were there. Like, we're getting hit. We're getting hit with it. Ouch. Uh, but at the same time, though, I look at this chorus. I'm just sitting in my car and waiting for my girl. And this is, a, I would say, one of the more empathetic critiques from System of a Down. And I could be completely fucking wrong on this take, but I feel pretty good about it. So here I go. Is that this take is looking at System of a Down, their message, but also their audience. And acknowledging that their audience agrees with them. But sometimes, man, you're just listening to the jams while sitting in your car waiting for your significant other to come out of the store or to come back you know what i mean you're just chilling you're just chilling and sometimes that's all you can give sometimes it's all you get it seemed like the acknowledgement of that sometimes they're too much and that sometimes they can feel the same way that sometimes they are just sitting in their car waiting for their girl that was my take jenny what did you think uh that could be it um i again like this album goes like pretty hard on propaganda and the effect that propaganda has uh on people and that 
that hits me pretty close to home. I have a lot of family members who I think have been uh, very thoroughly propagandized. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, there, there was almost a fistfight on Christmas. I wasn't there. I was staying home, but I heard various accounts of, Oh no! I guess the Santa Claus told the little boy he couldn't have a gun. And my uncle was so upset about that. He told my brother that his vote shouldn't count until my brother invited him to come outside and was going to beat him up. <laughs> That's not usual for a family gathering, but I was like, this has escalated I, quickly. There, well, there was like, I, there was like a lot more to it. It was like a long, it was a long, it was long, slow build, you know, but I was just like, man, like shit has really just like, <laughs> This has gone too far. And I think that's what Hypnotize was about. There it is. (laughs) My family's 2020 Christmas. (laughs) I really liked this song. This felt, um, this felt like it, it harkened back to some of the, some of the songs on Toxicity. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a great choice for a single. Matt. Uh, everything I'm going to say is just going to sound super dumb. Oh, what a System of a Down song. It really sounded like System of a Down. That's literally... Man, that really sounded like System of a Down. That's that's my notes. Cool. I'm going to just uh, clean up this nosebleed I have. Oh, Matt. <laughs> See how it goes in the Matt, next one. Matt, 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 Matt. That's fine. Just be you. Say what's on your heart. It sounded good. I liked it. There it is. Simple. Perfect. This has a very simple music video of the band performing first for an empty arena that suddenly fills. Shavo feeling himself. Surge looking blissful. This might be the most normal video they've ever done. And I believe Shavo directed. Is that correct? Oh, I don't know. But I I can certainly goo-goo it. Goo-goo. Goo-goo that. It was filmed. At Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan, their 2005 concert, which Sweet Mitchell was at. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Sweet Mitchell is in the video. Look for him. <laughs> I will. He said uh, that, I don't think, I, did I tell you about his experience at this no! show in the last one? Okay. No. So he no. said that uh, they... I, I don't know if Shavo directions, by the way. I'm not trying to cover up for not knowing that. I'm not I'm not seeing that. But um yeah, he said that he he went with a couple friends of his and it was like a good show. This now, Lauren, I don't want to tell you this because I know you hate Mars Volta, but this was a tour with the Mars Volta. Mm. They went to see the Mars Volta primarily, but he said that uh system did like a little thing where they started playing the song Sultans of Swing. And saying we are the system of a down, and it just like didn't work. And uh, <laughs> that's hysterical. Wow. It really, it really. <laughs> I don't know. I just loved. I loved that they tried it. You know, but we are the system. System of down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, oh boy, that's a mouthful. Listen, listen, everybody, <laughs> listen, everybody. They're they're peak of their powers. You know. They just did two number ones in a year. Somebody backstage is going to be like, we can do Dire Straits? We can do that. Yeah. 
This song was their not the dire straits situation, hypnotize, uh, is their biggest international hit Ooh. as well. So Okay. Well received. Well received. All right. Let's keep it going. All right. Up next we've got Stealing Society. notes we are rocking uh, i don't think yeah. you are incorrect my friend i gotta tell you this is uh you know matt you you've been putting a lot of blame on yourself for missing out on this record i i also missed out i listened to this record a couple times and i shelved it and i also made a mistake this is a good record these are some hot songs uh this one though once again i'm not really feeling new this one feels more indebted to like a rock punk tradition, if anything. And also, I noticed I feel like Darren's vocals, either I'm more used to them at this point, or they're just better on this record. But I think they're better on this record than they were on Mesmerize. Jenny, thoughts on Stealing Society? Uh, I agree with you that this seemed more on the rock punk side of things than anything new. I liked it. To be honest, I'm not feeling this one as much as I felt mesmerized. It's good. It's just, I think hearing this makes me realize that System of a Down does have more of a new edge than I was realizing before. Because where they stray from that in this, I don't feel it as much. Like, I'm not I'm not as into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's good. It's fine. It's cool. I'm not, I'm not mad that I listened to it. But... I don't know. Like I, this, this song was just all right for me. Uh, songmeetings.com. A big debate on whether or not this song is about drugs or pollution. As you might imagine, a total laugh riot. Can't get enough of it. Go there for some chuckles. Now it's time. <laughs> or your dissertation. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you want somebody to lecture you on the history of drug use in, uh, yeah, in America. Yeah. Definitely the comment section on stealing society. Uh, but I think it's uh I think it's time for the next one. All right. Up next, we've got tentative. <laughs>
I'm of two minds on this song. The riff. Mind one. The mind one. The riff part, the fast part, is fucking top tier. Why you show up? I wrote in my notes, killer riff. It rips. It scrapes. And Darren's bag of riffs runneth over. So that's the hot part. But then we get into the chorus, and I feel like been here before. Very familiar. Not bad, but also, of course. <laughs> Am I taking them for granted? Possibly. But at the same time, this is their move. And it's feels- Has the bag of tricks run out? Possibly. Possibly. Jenny, where do you fall? I fall. I mean, I agree that the riff is great, but I am having a feeling that I did not ever think I would have listening to a system record where I'm like, I get it. And maybe I'm just a spoiled little brat because we listened to system last week and we're listening to system this week. I, I've listened to the next record and be begging for this, I'll say. (laughs) But in this moment, at this time, I am feeling like, all right, I get it. I wonder, could this have been one record? The thing about it is, I was thinking that too. And... When I did when I did my listens for the sh- for the our episodes, on my first listen, I listened to Mesmerize and Hypnotize back to back, and I can confirm that halfway through Mesmerize, I was like, "Oh, this was a mistake. This is too much system in one sitting," because Mesmerize was a meal in and of itself, and I'm sorry, yeah, halfway through Hypnotize, I should say, um, it was just, just way too much. And when I did my second listen of Hypnotize by itself, it was a much better time. The same thing with when I just did one listen on uh, Mesmerize. So having them split up into two, I think it just makes sense because the intensity is still so strong that I think, yeah, if you put these as two, it would just be, it'd be overwhelming. It'd be overwhelming. I was thinking more we omit some songs and take Ooh. the cream and make it into one record. I don't think that this should have so been like we've, a... we've kind of got to use your illusions one and two here. <laughs> yes. But then I so I had that thought and then I realized that what I would edit out, I went and looked and it's all Darren stuff. So I think <laughs> like that. It, this might just be like a matter of my personal taste. Preference, yeah. Yeah, so IDK, just a little question for the group. Just yeah. a little cue for the G. That's, you know, something to think about. We'll, we'll, we'll mull that one over as we continue on through the record. We got another one. Yes, we do, and it's called Ufig. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is that good shit. You ain't cutting this one. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Don't you tell me what to do. I cut I, what I want. Meeny, yeah. meeny, meeny, meeny. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. This is a great song. Uh, I wrote in my notes, in all caps, melting the sun. Uh, when that part kicked in, once again, I had that thought of like, ah, I can't believe I dismissed this record because, Jesus, this this track is so hot. Totally rips. Uh once again, I can't quite tell if we're talking about um, blind patriotism or if we're talking about people who go out for a cause without really understanding what that cause is. I will admit I did dip a little bit into songmeanings.com. And it was actually a little bit of help, just a little bit. A commenter, victim of a down, said, You fig equals you flag-waving ignorant geek. So... Okay, that makes sense. And yeah, so it could be, you know, I mean, this is that, uh, once again, this is during the the Bush era, the, uh, you know, the Iraq conflict, the Afghanistan conflict, you know, you know, false uh, leads on who did and did not have WMDs and people just going rah, rah without doing any of the research simpler time if we're gonna be honest <laughs> and uh uh you know i guess i guess this is another one where they're just leaving it out there whatever you want it to be um but uh yeah this one this was a uh, definitely an album highlight for me jenny yeah i liked it a lot you know not to sound too smart but this is that system that i like <laughs> so hey you like that surge system i i do like that surge system yeah matt thoughts on you fig i definitely hear what you're saying this is that good shit i'm down with it i i'm down with it hey guys i'm cool and hip i'm also starting to kind of understand why i would have backed off this album because toxicity is my favorite i was probably still listening to toxicity at that point this is classic them and I don't know if I needed, I personally needed more. I agree with you. Listening to this record specifically, I wanted to turn it off and listen to Toxicity several times. I don't know if that, I don't think that's an insult. It's just like, I really like what you do. I think you've really done it. And so I'd like to go listen to that now. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, you're doing it here. But remember when you done did it? Because that is what I really need. Like, they're not misstepping. No. But they're not breaking the mold, per se. They're doing the thing that this is the last one makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it does. this doesn't sound like the album where it all falls apart. This sounds like the album where it's like, yep, we're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... What else do we have to prove? What else do we have? Why? What yeah. else do we have to do? Yeah. If we d if they did something radically different here and then never did anything else again, everybody would be like, whoa, cat what a catastrophic meltdown. But instead, it was like, yep, 
they went out swinging. They went out doing what they do. Great legacy of five records with with one that almost anybody could argue is their favorite. Like if somebody came in and said the first one's their favorite, they're not wrong. Toxicity is my favorite. You're not wrong. Still, this album's my favorite. You're like nobody could. There is a valid argument for all of them. It's true. I knew a guy in college. Steal this album was his favorite one. So there you we go. had him in our comments. That's right. There it is. So it could be. You know what? There's something it for could everybody. Be you. It could be. It could be. Um, I did look up my 2005 album list, um, and it is not as embarrassing as I thought. Uh, my number one album was Queens of Stone Age: A Lullabies to Paralyze. Uh, Slater Kenny the Woods, Block Party Silent Alarm, Late Registration by Kanye, Wolf Parade, Apologies to the Queen Mary, LCD Sound System, MIA, Franz Ferdinand, Second Record, Fall Out Boy from Under the Cork Tree, and New Pornographer's Twin Cinema. Woo! Hey, that's a, that sounds like a very, that's a true, a true flash of 2005 there. It is. I Twin over Cinema. The, yeah, Twin I remember listening to twin cinema and ser- sincerely thinking does it get any better than this i really like that record i haven't listened yeah. to it in a long time i don't know how i'd feel upon a revisit but when it came out i loved it yeah well the thing is also funny is that i remember listening to it thinking this is going to be a record that i'm going to be listening to forever and i have not listened to it in a really long like the only records from that from this i mean i haven't listened to anything Franz ferdinand and I feel like ten years, and once I once a year I go back to Block Party. I feel yeah. like Silent Alarm keeps coming back up. You know, Block Party is one of those ones where the the following albums really did taint the to poison the well a little bit, and so I, be- I Silent I, Alarm is for the genre perfection it is in, it is but it is weird to realize that that's it because it didn't feel like that was it at the time i remember having strong feelings for a weekend in the city and i remember it's okay yeah and i remember giving a, a good college try to uh whatever the third record's called i don't even remember now so they're witches witches switches i don't know who knows and uh but then they you know they totally shit the bed and like the following two and then I don't know. All the good members left. So anyway, that's a little block talk. Uh, <laughs> oh, block talk? Block talk. Uh, yes. Intimacy. Intimacy. That's the record. Yeah. That record. That record. No, didn't, thank you. Didn't work. Didn't work. You guys want to be surprised by something? <laughs> yes. Sure. I love surprises. <laughs> I don't like block party and I never did. What? Not no. even silent alarm? Nope. I never got into it. I will accept that I'm wrong there. I a lot of people that I really like and respect and I think have great taste in music are very into it. I just I don't know, can't guys. Do I can't do it. But I'm glad that you can. I just felt like you. I had to share. I had to share because people would be like, "Why didn't Jenny say anything about Block Party when everybody was talking about Block Party?" And eagle-eared listeners will know, like, <laughs> she fucking Simon. hates it. Simon. I know. <laughs> but if not everybody has eagle ears. 
sides. Let me just put a dot on this side and a cross on this T. I fucking hate this band. I don't hate them. I do not hate them. But, you know, look, I'm sorry. I just came in here. To, you guys are done with something you like, and I just thought I'd... Just piss on shit it. all over. Oh it. yeah, huge shit all over it. Just thought I'd come in here and do that. That's what you want. That's what, what you want. It's what the people want. Oh they, yeah, especially the ones with the eagle ears. They're like, "Where's Jenny at? She's about yeah. to roll in. She's circling. She's about she's, to shit on this. She's about to shit. Tries to get that eagle shit. That's right. That's right. That's right." Oh, man. Uh, all right, are we ready for the next song, or do you guys yeah. want me? Do you guys want to tell me something else you like, and I'll tell you I don't like it. <laughs> let's to you. you. Know what? Let's say. Let's save it. Let's save it. <laughs> okay. Up next, we got Holy Mountains. Again, I can't play the whole damn thing. You can't play the whole thing, Matt. It's a moody boy. It's it's a it's a heavy track. Songmeanings.com confirms that it is about the Armenian genocide. And yet, you cannot stop the hooks. You can't stop them. They got them. They got them in the arsenal. Here they come. It's another hot hook, even if it is about the Armenian genocide. They're still going to have those hooks. These guys are craftsmen. They're songwriters. They know what they're doing. And once again, I was I was very impressed with this one. I wrote a true complete package. That was great. And uh, yeah, Jenny. Loved it. Period. That's it. <laughs> there it is. Period. Case closed. Matt, just him yelling, liar, killer, demon. That's why you put your hard-earned money down. That's why they filled uh, the arenas, my friend. Listen, if you're going to get a bunch of Mars Volta fans to stick around after Mars Volta throw their instruments around for an hour and a half, 
you got to have the goods. Chock-a-block. You know, and that's, and that's the thing. Apropos of nothing. Listen, sometimes I just got to think back to a story I once read that Mars Volta were doing a show, and somebody threw a bag of piss at him. And they stopped the show to say, who threw the piss? And I was like, I'm not saying I would throw a bag of piss at anybody, but having sat through Mars Volta show, I could see how someone could get mad enough to throw a bag of piss. Wow. As has been <laughs> talking about, what did you say we were... I forget the exact word that you use earlier about arguments that we have over and over again through the course yes. of our friendship and probably on this show. I personally really enjoyed Mars Volta and had a great time seeing them, but I will take the eagle shit on this one as I eagle shat on your block party. Don't, I think, look. I don't even really know what one would gain by saying, who threw that bag of piss at me? <laughs> it's the moment you are hit with a bag of piss, it's over. You have a decision you, to make in that moment. You either leave or you keep moving, but you don't yeah. stop to then interrogate the audience who threw the bag of piss. Dude, you've lost. Yeah, you lost the moment it. you said it. You, you gotta lean. You gotta lean back, or lean in, in that mm-hmm. moment. Listen, all I know is, is that if somebody threw a bag of piss at Iggy Pop, he would just keep on moving and grooving. Yep, probably piss right. on everybody. He would, dude. First and foremost, he's opening that bag of piss. He's he's like not as good as my piss. Then he pisses in the bag, and that bag goes back to the owner. <laughs> With some Iggy piss. Um, well, I think that is a really great way to end the conversation <laughs> about Holy Mountains, the song about the Armenian genocide. I look so <laughs> sensitive, Roach Coach <laughs> sensitivity. Yes, I I have nothing to say. <laughs> Up next <laughs> is vicinity of obscenity. That's Roach Coach. kitchen sink in the system uh, of the down songs i gotta say the back half of this record is 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 a little bit more fun than you think it's than you think it's going to be considering the front half and and once again though it's it's like they never you know we get the heavy song about the armenian genocide and then immediately it's like this weird song about bananas terracotta pie people in the 
comments think it might be about an orgy or something like that. To make this point, they'll write eight paragraphs about it. Once again, a total mess. Uh, but I write, I like this one. They're going wild again. They're doing that thing that they did on BYOB where they're mixing in like these sort of pop structures into their heaviness, into their weirdness, and and pulling it off. It's it, it's not even like a pulling it off. They're nailing it. They're not, it's it's not even like oh skin of the teeth. Like no no no. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, so I thought it was great. Jenny? Uh, I agree. I liked this one. I liked learning that they were into disco and then and then hearing this again. And I watched that Bee Gees documentary this past weekend. So good. Oh, yeah. I watched so it too. So, good. Yeah. You know, made me think a little differently about people's takes on disco. I'll say that. Worth a watch. Vin- vicinity. I can't speak anymore. So, well, that's it for me. See you guys later. Oh my gosh! Uh, whoa, <laughs> Jenny just like folded herself up and started she, to float away. Je- Jenny folded herself up like a piece of paper and then turned herself into a paper airplane and then threw herself. I, a move I couldn't believe. Core strength. It's core strength. I'm no, back. I'm unfolded. I just oh, needed oh, to is. take a little. There it I just is. needed to take a little flight around the room. Well, what I was trying to say uh, no, is that documentary is worth a watch. As this song is worth a listen. It's very there good. Go. Matt, what did you think? This probably was a lot to hear having not listened to it before. Yeah, this is a this is a weird one. But it, I think it's just them leaning into their proclivities. Like there isn't any note of this that isn't them. You can't listen to that first record and be like, I don't know what the fuck they were doing on Hypnotize. It's like, nope, they were doing them. <laughs> the thing that they've always been doing yeah yeah there is it is funny how i feel like any other band would attempt something like this presented to their label and the label would go you sure about this bro 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 you sure about this bro you, you sure? sure you sure yeah and and then they're like okay and then system brings it in and they go oh of course yeah this this is you this 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 is you guys. This is you guys. This is you guys. So, yeah, I I thought it was great. I thought it was great. All right. Up next, we've got She's Like Heroin. on your mind talk about it this is a very daring song <laughs> this one might be a little too daring a little too daring who knew there was such a thing yeah this one this one's a lot 
songmeanings.com is I, I you know what there's a comment from Samick. it's way too long but the first line is is pretty telling like all system this song says so much more than it actually says and like all system the key lies in the lyrics alongside the sound of the song i was like oh boy here we fucking go and yeah i with this one i i did find the the vocals to just be a little too much for me a little too much for me and i i wasn't really on board i did like how every time he said ass in the chorus he 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 added more anger to it, it was like ass ass and i was like wow <laughs> where are those untouched vocal takes you know i want to see those you know rick rubin lounging on the couch going more grit on ass. the more grit on the ass <laughs> oh boy uh jenny what do you think of she's like heroin uh, this is one of the songs that I would cut. <laughs> oh, there it is. I feel the same, Jenny. I'm, yeah. Quick cue. Yeah. How respectful of our time is this album? Uh, this album comes in at 39 minutes and 40 seconds. It's like a sweet whisper in your ears. Very true. Very, very true. true. Very respectful of our time. Up next, we've got the second single from this record. Lonely Day. Such a lonely day And it's mine The most loneliest day of my life Such a lonely day should be banned It's a day that I can't stand The most loneliest day of my life The most loneliest day of my life Such a lonely day Shouldn't exist Love this, love this, love this. This uh, this was an interesting one. Uh, it because I was surprised that they went with this, and then I went and looked at the other second singles and third singles they've done from their other albums, and I was like, I shouldn't be surprised. Why am I always surprised by what System did on like every album, which is release a slow song after they release a heavier song as the first single. Uh, but here I am once again, surprised. Uh, but this one, this is very smooth. This is probably one of the smoothest of their um, of their smooth boy type of singles. Uh, but I like it. It's nice. It's simple. Gets the job done. And uh, yeah, Jenny, what'd you think? I agree. This was like kind of. It was definitely usually with their smooth boys. I feel like we get a little something extra, but you know. I liked it. I thought it was all right. I thought the video was a perfectly nice video. Yeah, the video is the band lounging in their tour bus. Um, all uh, Serge is reading a book. Darren is looking out the window. Um, I don't remember what Chavo is doing. Oh, Chavo is playing, I think he's playing a game, like a board game maybe. 
and and uh, John is in his uh, bunk listening on his iPod. And as they look out the window, various things in L.A. are on fire. Padlocks, a building, shrubs in front of an office building, a newspaper dispenser, a payphone, stack of wooden pallets, a billboard, a single car in traffic. It's just all going on. It's, uh, you know, you watch, you're like, oh, it's interesting. Little things catch the eye. So I, I, could, I could read into the whole thing. And songmeanings.com, this is the most commented on song from this album, 199 comments. The only one that I thought was interesting, actually, though, was uh, the Wanderer Evie, who felt that perhaps this song is a parody of emo kids. Really? He had this idea that that this is parodying the emo kids of the time, the 2005, 2006 era when emo's coming up. And on the one hand, I'm like, I don't know, this still sounds like pretty much that. But then I did recall that there is a song on the Foo Fighters record that came out, I want to say maybe like a year or two after this, that's called like, there's a song and it's called like, you know, Sorry Kids, Your 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 Makeup is Running or something like that. The CD be making fun of like emo kids who wear eyeliner and stuff like that. So... I don't know if that's like a projection. I don't know if there was a thing of like older bands who were looking at younger bands like My Chemical Romance and Hawthorne Heights and stuff like that and being like, who are these young punks and something like that. But who's to say? I don't know. Um, So if you might recall, um, BYOB nominated for a Grammy and then it won the Grammy in 2006. So in 2007, System of a Down got nominated again for this song they did not win who beat them let's run down those nominees baby so you got system lonely day buck cherry crazy bitch oh <laughs> grammy nominated grammy nominated let me make sure uh, the, for best hard rock performance jesus christ all right nine inch nails every day is exactly the same Tool Vicarious and Wolf Mother Woman. I bet Wolf Mother won. Matt? Let's see. It's now 2000 whatever. 2007. This is the 2007 ceremony. That feels like when the Grammys would either give it to Tool or Nine Inch Nails. Like, not peak powers. <laughs> oh, no. You're not going to peak powers them. No. No. No, no, no. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cast my lot for uh, Tool. Wolf Mother. Yes. Woman. Woman. Oh, man. Uh, I forgot about that record until. Terrible song. Uh, Oh, boy. I I bought that record. I remember listening to that record a decent amount and then never again. But yeah, uh, there they went. Still, the fact that on Grammy morning, the boys and Buck Cherry got the call. You got the nom for crazy bitch. It was all worth it. You got the nom. I have to tell you that from this moment forever in my life, anytime that song comes up and it does, first two words out of my mouth are going to be Grammy nominated. And people are going to say, no, it wasn't. And I'm going to say, yes, it fucking was. This piece of trivia 
will live on with me. So thank you very much for this. There we go. There we go. I am in shock. <laughs> but we only have one song left. There we go. Uh, and it is called Soldier Side. up what they're talking about we're talking about the soldier's side we're talking about what they're going through when they go out to fight for us and of course you're going to pepper in some references to full metal jacket you're going to work in some references to apocalypse now two films that i believe jenny you watch all the time oh yeah you're just <laughs> like mitch turn this off it's time for full metal <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> so in this situation, yes, uh-huh. Jenny calls Full Metal Jacket just Full Metal. She's she's efficient. She needs to get it done, and she's talking to her husband, who she already has a shorthand with, just the same way you have a shorthand with Catherine. You know, where you say to Catherine, "Hey, turn this movie off." I want to watch APOC. When, when you're talking about it, it's Apocalypse Now. But you're just calling it APOC because you're efficient because you have a shorthand. Mm. Yes. I would not ever... I I can't imagine the mood I'd have to be in to rewatch Full Metal Jacket or Apocalypse Now. Like, I'm good. Great movies never needed again. If I'm rewatching something, it's some lifetime trash. It's something fun and uplifting, you know? And if it's not going to be uplifting, it's at least got to have some sort of a campy edge, like Starship Troopers or something like that. I I, I don't want to rewatch a great movie. Like, I get it. I get why people do. But, like, I don't want to rewatch some, like, depressing shit. The world is taking care of business on its own. Like show me a dude shooting a bug, like get away from me with this other shit. Uh, you know what? I do feel you. Cause I remember I seen apocalypse now 
in high school. I'm thinking, wow, that was really something else. And then they did a re-release maybe when I was in college. And they were like, oh, you can see Apocalypse Now in the theater. And I was like, mm, nah, I think I'm going to pass. And then I, I feel like I don't know where the timeline lines up, but I remember then like Torque came out and I was like, when are we going to Torque? <laughs> When's Torque come out? I can't fucking wait to see Torque. I agree with that take. I, not, It feels like just yesterday, but it was pre-pandemic times. I was hanging out with some friends and we were trying to figure out what movie to watch and we scrolled past Requiem for a Dream and so I was like, we should watch that. And I just went, no, like what no, the fuck is wrong know. with you? I, ass to ass is burned in my mind. I saw that in like fucking 2003 or something. Like I, no, never watch that movie again. Never. That's a one and done. I feel like I've told this story on this show, but. I had a friend who was dating a stripper who came to my home. We watched Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> they broke up. He found Jesus, moved to Texas, and became a preacher. That I night? I don't think you have told that story. No, you're show. not told I'm that not, story. I'm not familiar. Yeah, that's what Requiem for a Dream will do to a person. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I remember watching it in a shitty Michigan State dorm room with a friend that was like the kind of friend I, I, maybe this was just my experience. I wasn't very good at college, but like, I, I was like sort of friends with this person. Like we'd walk around campus together. We'd met like a handful of times and then we're just like watching Requiem for a Dream in this like dingy ass dorm room. (laughs) It was... It's so strange. I saw it at the main art with my close friend's fiance. Like, he wasn't even there. It was just the two of us watching it. And I, I think it was just because we both liked Aronofsky and we liked Pi that we wanted to see the new movie that he did. And I had no idea what I was in store for. You know, when you guys talk about it, it makes me wonder if I dozed through some of that movie because I know I watched it at a buddy's house on tape in like the early 2000s. And I remember it being like pretty vivid. And I certainly, I vaguely recall the ass to ass stuff. But uh, it, it is it's never only there for like a heartbeat. It's, yeah, it's very quick in my memory. But the thing I remember about it thinking was like, I thought it was kind of nuts, but I didn't think it was the most nuts. And it's always been a movie that gets brought up as like, you guys. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. You know, as I, I don't know if I talked about it on the show or we were talking about it off mic, but you know, I once saw the movie solo and then watched man bites dog right afterwards. And man bites dog seemed pretty fucking tame. And so maybe that's, you know, I'm just watching insane shit all the time. So Requiem for a Dream is like, sure. Like, it's, it's yeah. the ass to ass thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's just how depressing it is. It's not that it's like so it's crazy. Yeah. It's just like you, when you're done with that movie, you are like, you need serotonin <laughs> like <laughs> now it's bad and that way at least that was my experience of it and I, I would agree I would say that it is I am more easily able to decouple myself 
from films that have subject matter that I don't, you know, that I would never participate in. But I feel the the ace up Requiem's sleeve is that they bring the mother with them. That like every nobody's too removed to fall off the cliff. Mm. Like every every single person can be affected if they go there. Like it's like you're only that movie is like you're only one bad choice away from losing literally everything. Mm. And I think that's the powerful effect of that movie. Whereas like you watch other things, you know, like I can't make it through some of the movies that you watched, Lauren. Like they're just so not for me that I'm like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable. Listen, crank high voltage is not for everybody. So but it should be because that movie <laughs> fucking rips. That movie rips. Um, well, you know, it's funny because the stuff for me that I, I find to be a particular, well, I'm trying to think of what like my like hard line can't take it movie is, and it's I don't know if it's maybe just like a real baseline incompetence more than anything else that will really take me out like i've tried to watch like an Ewe bull movie and it's mm. just so badly made i can't i just turn them off i watched this movie you did called postal i think i turned it off after 20 minutes um and you know i tried to watch um i tried to jokingly watch and i know jenny you just did a marathon of these i, I just tried to watch um the second twilight movie once with a group of friends and we were like this is the worst thing we've ever seen we've been watching it for an hour let's turn it off and so we hit pause and it said that we were 20 minutes into the movie and i was like well we definitely need to turn it off because we all thought we've been watching it for an hour so that's kind of that's where i'm like i can't take this anymore huh well good info there we go and soldier side (laughs) soldier side you know what the band has empathy for the soldiers and also They've been watching the movies. And that's the album that is Hypnotized by System of a Down. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Jenny, we'll start with you. So this is tough because I like this record. I think it's good. There are a handful of songs on it that I really like, but this is the first time I have felt like I'm not so sure this is a canon record. Where I'm struggling is that I would put Attack, Hypnotize, there there were like three or four other songs that I could totally see going in there, but just overall... I don't know if this feels essential to me. And I was curious about where the two of you fell in that. So this album is better than I remember. Uh, that was the thing that first uh, struck me was that I'm like, oh, no, this is like a good record that I overlooked, which was, you know, my mistake. And, you know, it's it's really good all the way through. Good to great. There's a couple of really great songs on it. It On the one hand... We know that it was made at the same time as Mesmerize, and basically they were just picking songs. You know, they decided those songs came first and these songs came second. But at the same time, though, these do feel of a piece 
and this record just doesn't feel as new to me and I don't think it's I feel like for System of a Down it's an essential record but I don't think it's an essential new metal record and I think mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't have any new metal tags is honestly pretty correct so I would ultimately lean as not in the canon Matt you know uh I still think I fucked up by not listening to this back in the day but listening to what i've heard today i do agree with that assessment of it not being the most essential uh system of a down record i still hold fast and true to the counterpoint argument of this could be somebody's favorite system of a down record i have no i have no qualms about that argument that this could be somebody's favorite. Kind of, Jenny said that a few songs sounded a little rock and rolly, and maybe you said it too, uh, Lauren, especially at the top. Um, killer riffs, but the back half is um, straight goofball at times, or experimental, intentionally so. Again, not far off base for them, but the way that it's assembled just doesn't feel like an essential new metal record it is an essential system of a down record because they only have five and you need them all you need them all you need them all that is that is a true statement yeah all right well there you have it a record we like a, a record we're sad we overlooked at the time but not in the canon but that's okay because they got plenty in there and you know what, you guys? Now would be the perfect time to drop a new one. Take another shot. Just going to say. Drop a new one. Drop a new one in 21. And that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for listening with us all year. We really appreciate it. And we're excited to go into 2021 with you. New coach. It's going to be very exciting. We've got some things lined up we think you're going to like a lot. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. 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 Banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie. Banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie. Stop,